0: Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. Thank you for joining us on this Sunday service. This is where we study, learn, and abide uh, along our personal journeys, with uh, our daily walk with Christ. And if there is one thing that I know for sure, it is there is our way and there is God's way. Father, we thank you for this opportunity once again to come together to fellowship, to worship, to bless you in your name, to learn, to grow, to share your knowledge your wisdom and your word with your people father I pray that this message falls into the ears and upon the hearts of your people those that know you and those that don't that it may help strengthen them and build them up give them encouragement inspire them and enrich their lives that it may cause them to want to, for those that may not know you, to live a life that is pleasing in your sight. God, I pray that you use me as your vessel, as your errand boy, to share your word, your knowledge, your wisdom, your message of, and hope of salvation with your people. This we ask and pray in your Son, Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Let's see. Um, I want to talk today about how we grow. Maybe fairly straightforward, maybe not. The, the The human body, human, is one of the most uh, complicated and fascinating living forms on this planted planet. Uh, we, uh, <clears throat> when when we take a closer look at the human body, the the growth process, it is truly uh, amazing. It, it's estimated that the human body has on average 37 trillion cells. And and some say those cells regenerate, um, all new, um, every seven or so years. The adult lungs have the surface area of about 70 square meters. These lungs have nearly 1,500 miles of airway, airways in them. Uh, the brain in a human adult weighs, on average, about three pounds, and it uses about 20% of the body's entire energy. While we're awake, our brains can produce enough energy to power a light bulb. <laughs> the uh, left side of our brain uh, controls the right side of our bodies, and the right side of our brains control the left side of our bodies. Our hearts beat around 100,000 times a day, 365, all year long, hopefully. Um, in a year, our hearts will have pumped enough blood to fill an olympic size pool. Our skin is our largest organ, and when we listen to music, our hearts will sync with that music. Kind of important what you listen to. And a quarter of our body's bones, all the bones in our bodies, are in our feet. So you you can see why I want to talk about how we grow. That is just incredible. Nothing that man has ever created has that capacity capability we don't even fully understand science will admit they do not fully understand the human being the human body i'm going to take today's text from first corinthians chapter three i'm going to read to you verses one through nine from the niv again first corinthians chapter three i'm going to read verses one through nine from the niv brothers and sisters i could not address you as people live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you are not ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? For when one says, I follow paul and another i follow apollos are you not mere human beings what after all is apollos and what is paul only servants through whom you came to believe as the lord has assigned to each his task i planted the seed apollos watered it but god has been making it grow So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have no purpose, have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor. For we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. So, one plants, one waters, but it's God that does the growing. And there's a purpose. We are given assignments to plant and water, but it's God that makes it all work. I'm going to talk to that. So, today's uh, title topic for today's message is, We Need Miracle Grow. We Need Miracle Grow. Miraculously speaking, from a man's standpoint, is what we need in order to grow. If you've ever done any type of uh, gardening, um, uh, have flowers around the house, plants inside the house, you've probably heard of this product called miracle Grow. miracle Grow makes plant food, uh, fertilizer, and potting soil mixes that improve the soil to build strong roots, feed the plant for extended periods of time. Like that product, we as humans need an external influence to be placed inside of us in order for each of us to reach our fullest potential. That source is known as God the Father, God the Son, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. All right, that's the sermon for today. We're, we're all done here. Thanks for showing up. All right, I can't quite leave it there, but I could, because that's the sum total of the message. Let's talk about fertilizer and what it does. Fertilizer is used to help things grow. To a fertilizer helps to what? Fertilize. If we look at fertilizer from an eggs standpoint, when the female egg is united with the male's reproductive uh, gamut, the reproductive cell, that is to make fertile. Okay. Now let's look at fertile. Fertile is bearing and producing or capable of producing vegetation and crops abundantly. Fertile is bearing or capable of bearing offspring. We understand that females can become fertile and they can bear offspring. But fertile also means to be abundantly productive, producing an abundance conducive to productiveness. And capable of growth and development. So we understand the process of fertilizer, fertilizing, and, and being fertile. I'm going to go all the way back to in the beginning, yes, in the beginning in Genesis. We understand, and we in we, when we read those verses, we understand how God created the heavens and the earth and the water and the air and everything in those verses on the first day and the second day and the third day in genesis chapter 1 verse 26 in the amplified i'm going to read from that verse verse 26 god said let us father son and holy spirit make mankind in our image after our likeness and let them have complete authority over the fish of the seas the birds of the air the tame beasts, and all over the earth, and everything that creeps upon the earth. So after creating everything else from nothing, after God alone caused all of these things to become in existence from nothing, then God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit created mankind. Would it not make sense, then, that the Creator of all, who made everything out of nothing, would know best how to grow what they made? Would it not make sense, then, that the source of the idea, the designer and the manufacturer would be best suited to germinate, develop, enhance, cultivate, advance, maturate, and expand it what it created to thrive, flourish, multiply, increase, raise, branch out, and augment in a sustained manner, a sustainable manner continually. I don't know about you but I'm not one to take my microwave when it's broken or needs repairs uh, to the Play-Doh factory to get them to repair it. You can, if you want to, let me know how that works for you. So (laughs) we need help in, in building strong roots. When a plant has strong roots or, or shall I say in order for plants, to reach um, uh, maturation, to, to, to grow, to flourish, to be their best. They need strong roots. miracle Grow helps to build strong roots. In the agricultural and vegetation world, uh, that's for plants and the like, there's a great benefit to having strong and deep roots. For example, strong roots help with better uptake of the water needed and nutrients needed that are critical for the plants to flourish. For their survival, actually. The stronger the roots, the better the plants are able to withstand environmental challenges and stress. Oh, you know, like heat, storms, wind, unexpected climate changes, and conditions that can threaten crops, flowers, foliage, trees, and the like. You can discern healthy roots from unhealthy roots by the structure, the, what, the contents, what's in them if you, if, you, if you squeeze them, what's on the inside. Are they sturdy when you squeeze them? That's a clear indication that they're healthy, vibrant, strong roots. Unhealthy roots are, are weak and fall apart under pressure. Is any of this sounding familiar to you? Does any of this sound like people you know? Does any of this sound like yourself? But you may have gone through. So when we apply these very same principles to our human lives, the question is, can we withstand the storms of life by the faith we have inside? Are we full of the wisdom and knowledge of the Word that holds up when we are pressured? Are we weak? and to be crumble when handled roughly, at the first sign of unexpected trouble. While little in this mortal life is absolute, we do know that roots planted in good soil have a much greater chance for survival and longevity than those that are not. Proven, it's a fact. If I were to look at uh, John chapter 4, verse 14 in the Amplified, it speaks of, verse John four fourteen in the Amplified, but whoever takes a drink of the water that I will give him shall never, no, never be thirsty anymore. But the water that I will give them shall become a spring of water, welling up, flowing, bubbling continually within him Unto, into, for eternal life. Uh, is a strong, strong verse. If you take of the water from that well, basically you're satisfied, you're satiated. It, 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 it is complete. It gives you everything that you need. No farmer, botanist, agriculturalist, florist, nor any man can promise you that they can provide you with water or fertilizer that will make your plants grow and they will never need watering again with 100% guarantee, they cannot do that. If they do, and you buy it, please see me, I've got a bridge I want to sell you. The point (laughs) is we know we can have a personal relationship with the master gardener. The gardener who knows how to deal with every varmint, insect, storm, and climate condition having a solution for them all. Why? Because he is the creator, the source of every one of them. Everything. So, so if my computer software is not working as it should, having the personal phone number of the person who created the software and wrote the code, that would be handy to have. No. If the engine on my car starts acting up, having the mobile phone number of the engineer who designed it to tell me exactly what is wrong, what needs to be done to fix it, and how to avoid it happening again would be, well, a godsend. So why would we not seek to get our instructions consulting the manual basic instructions before leaving earth with the acronym bible for what to do as a problem solver for the solutions to problems and for prevention why wouldn't we consult the manual god is what makes us grow period end of sentence could be end of message. God is what makes us grow. Grow here in this context is both a noun and a verb. So if we look at the Hebrew and Greek translations, we learn that by definition, grow is a term often used to define multiplication, natural reproduction, germination, and harvest. All being done under God's direction and control. Yes, even prosperity, can be a sign of God's favor, and adversity a sign of his displeasure, at least in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it can be applied to the quantity of or or depth uh, of of individuals, their faith, love, and knowledge, just just to name a few. So what area in your life are you in need of help or seeking to grow in? Some of us have, have, have mastered growth in some regions, but struggle in, in others. It would be prudent for us to seek the Creator, the manufacturer, the designer, to learn how best to grow in the areas of our need. In 1 Corinthians verse 3, for, for chapter 3, verse 6 and 7, I'm going to read that from the Amplified, First Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 6 and 7 in the Amplified. Verse 6, I planted, Apollos watered, but God, all the while, was making it grow, and he gave the increase. So neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but only God who makes it grow and become greater. So so let's not kid ourselves. You can literally water until the cows come home. If God does not approve or allow it to grow, it will not grow. The lesson to learn here is avoid getting so caught up in believing your own abilities and capabilities that think you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, wherever you want, with whoever you want and still grow. That's your course. That's your path. That's not necessarily godly living. When we get to that point where that we don't need God anymore, I got this. If you've ever raised small children, children before, you know this feeling. When their cute little minds convince them that they got this and, and, and they don't need us anymore. All the while, you know that they will only survive for hours <laughs> without you. Yes, as they, as they grow and become adults, hopefully become independent off the payroll, able to sustain themselves on their own, this is the goal. But it is, nev- it is and never should be to not ever need you. Keeping in mind, they wouldn't even exist if it weren't for you. So if you take that application from us mortal beings, our finiteness, and apply it to an infinite God, imagine then, if you will, how God, the omnipotent, omnis- omnis- omniscient, omnipresent, all powerful, all present, all knowing creator of all, all knowing creator of all, feels when we dare slight him to say, I don't need you, I got this, with our lives. Let's just say this is where we ought to thank our lucky stars for the New Testament that spares most of the wrath of the Old Testament but is not a guarantee to avoid eternal damnation if we don't wise up. So besides the absolute foolishness of that, why on earth would we want to drive a car in the ocean, uh, uh, drive a, a, a boat, sail a boat down the, the street, fly a, a cruise ship to the moon, or use a helicopter to dig a ditch? Sounds crazy, right? At least I, I hope it does. Well, well, that's how we look when we're saying to God, Nah, fam, I got this. I'm good. I don't, I don't need to do it your way. I figured it out all on my own. Please understand these truths. We are nothing without God. We are no one without God. We will go nowhere without God. It is God that lifts us. It is God that provides the increase. It is God who supports us. It is God who sustains us. It is God who delivers us. It is God who comforts us, and it is God who saved us from hell and damnation, giving us instead the eternal gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. So I'll finish where I started. You need God to grow. Father, we we thank you for this time of fellowship, of coming together to learn, to understand, to worship. For that is the purpose that you created us, to worship you, to make sure that you get the glory, to right in that process the wrongs of this fallen world, to show who's in charge. There is a divine order and a path that you have predestined for some, prescribed for all, and that we should be following. You've provided all the answers, every single last one of them. It's an open book test on a book that is often dusty on, on the shelf and not cracked open. That when we find ourselves in adversity, you can give us comfort. When we are not sure what to do, you can give us discernment. When, when we are, are at an impasse. When the doctor has said something, or the the, the knock on the door has a a piece of tape on it and and saying bad things, or when something unexpected happens, or, or someone is taken from us, you've given us faith. For every problem, you have already provided a solution. For every battle, we have already won before we began. God, I pray that this word, this knowledge and this wisdom, Go into the minds, the ears, and reside in the hearts of your creations, that they may come to know you better, or come to know you in a relationship, so that they can live fulfilling, uplifting, and that is pleasing lives in your sight, because that is why we were created and father for those that don't know you for those that don't have a relationship with you for those who want to get to know you I pray that they pray this prayer which is called the sinner's prayer that they may begin to have a relationship with you and that prayer goes like this God I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your Son, Jesus, gave up his life for me by dying on the cross in my place, paying the price for my sin, and rose again so that I may be saved. I ask that you come into my heart and I accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin and eternal life with you. Father, we pray this prayer in earnest in your Son, Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have accepted Christ into your life. Today is a new day, a new beginning, a slate that has been wiped clean. A chance to start over, a chance to renew, to begin anew with a relationship of the designer, the creator, the manufacturer, to operate and function as you should. If you're finding yourself where this isn't working, then you're probably not functioning as you're supposed to. So, this is an opportunity for you to learn how you should be functioning so you can function correctly and fully, living up to your fullest potential. I strongly encourage you to read and study and immerse yourself in God's Word so that you will be well equipped to deal with the challenges and the uh, sharp turns and the surprise attacks and the curveballs that life will throw at you. It's going to happen. The word is your friend, how to grow and develop. It's in the word. I want to ask you if you're listening or watching this one thing, and that is to please share this message with three people. You get to choose who. But please just share this message with three people so that they may also hear this word and be encouraged and inspired and come into closer into being a member of the body of Christ. That's it. Thank you in advance for your willingness to do that. Thank you for joining. We appreciate your love and support and hope that you can join us again next Sunday. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose. Thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's Word and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, We ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then. Be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.